In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? It's me. It's me. It's D.A. Faye Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still washing my hands. I'm still not coughing on people. I'm still wearing my mask. I'm still voicing his displeasure in the background. Is our brother from up north? RMC, RCMP JLB. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um. Uh, I guess I'm doing all right. Um, uh, cut, you know, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's no, I'm, that I'm a little bit more eccentric. I'm a little bit more hyped. And yes, I'm still doing all those things that were mentioned prior. But the only difference is I do it with class. Good. How's it going, guys? <laughs> going pretty decent i would like to remind everyone that raw and order is part of the tatnus co podcast network so once you are done uh listening to this and um being in enjoyed by enjoying this cheese it's late um enjoying this and liking and sharing and subscribing and all of that jazz make sure to head over to tatnusco.com and check out all the other shows on the network do it oh my gosh you just sounded like Peter griffin when you said calm Oh, God, it's late. Um, <laughs> if you are new to this particular show, the premise of it is simple. We are going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss these in advance, so the answers are entirely off the cuff and usually pretty wacky. Um, before we get into it, though, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and provide you with great content. We're just three guys here, so any help we can get is awesome. Um, you can also head over to patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu to support us there and get access to sweet perks like our Discord server, commercial-free episodes, voting on classic pay-per-view reviews, monthly Ask Me Anythings, and even the ability to be invited on this show to challenge us to book your fantasy. But on that note, I think we will get into the fantasy booking aspect of this. And I think I'll just go ahead and go first. Because I think what, mine's going to be... What? There's no hats? No no three-sided coins? No nothing? Nope, nope. I'm just going to go first. Uh... I let other people go first last time. Um, and I'm just going to do it this time. I'm gonna take the lead. Initiative. Roll the nat 20 on that. Uh, mine, I think, will be fun, though. I think. Because I'm leaving a lot open to everyone on that. Um, I was just thinking about this, and, you know, we've got um, Extreme Rules, the horror show coming up, which, frankly, I, I really wish WWE would stop with the subtitles on their shows right now. Like, if you want to call it the horror show, then don't call it Extreme Rules. Just call it the horror show, right? We don't necessarily need the two together. Um but that's beside the point. That's something for a different show altogether. 
Um, we already know that there's going to be at least some cinematic matches in that. Uh, we know that for uh, what it all out, if we are still in this uh, COVID situation at that point, which it's looking likely we will be, uh, there will likely be at least one cinematic match for that. Heck, even for these weekly shows with Fighter Fest and Great American Bash and all of that stuff, there's a chance of a cinematic match on it. Um, so, so let's embrace the cinematic match, and I want you guys to book your ultimate cinematic match. And oh, I'm giving you an absolute blank slate. Any contestants from any era, any rules you want it to be, the only rule for this is it must be a cinematic match, not a typical in the ring match. Does it have to fit in with the horror show theme? Because you mentioned no, that. No, I'm just saying that that's an example of, of another show that's going to have cinematic matches. We know it's going to happen. But no, this is this is your ultimate. It can be it can be Sting versus the Undertaker in a whoever wipes off the other one's paint first uh, uh, match. That's fine. Damn it! What are you doing? Taking your spot, man. (laughs) But that's the I'm I'm giving you a very very wide paintbrush, a flat canvas for you to do this on. All you have to do is make sure that you book it in a way that it qualifies as cinematic. Uh, Because here's the deal: cinematic matches aren't new. We've had them for a long time, right? more frequent now they're just way more frequent now but you know going way back there was a match in wcw in like 1994 or five i'm trying to remember the exact date of it that was a uh, uh took took place on a road on on a, a trailer being towed behind a truck i remember that dustin uh, rhodes was dustin that. rhodes i can't dunk was that Bunkhouse? I'm going to have to look it up. It might have been Bunkhouse Buck. It could have been Terry Funk when he was Buck- Bunkhouse Buck. That uh, sounds right, actually. But it, it, and it wasn't a good match. I'm going to be the first to say that here. Um, but it's a it was a cinematic match, and that was nearly 28 years ago or whatever, right? Okay. Uh, so, so the idea is it just has to be something that could not take place in a standard ring in front of a standard audience. But the characters, the rules, any of that stuff is entirely up to you guys. Hmm. Fair enough. I, am I am I going first? You still thinking because I got this? I kind of got it too. I just don't know if mine is as kind of creative. He um, jump right after it because he didn't want any of us to take cinematic for this one. So uh, that's a okay by me. You can go first, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 kind of pumped. All right, so I'll go first because uh, we'll save, I guess, the best for last because mine might be good, but might not be good. But I would kind of like, so instantly when you said cinematic matches, for some reason, and it wasn't really necessarily even a cinematic match, but seeing these two in a cinematic match, um, kind of like when they did the Boiler Room match with Mankind and The Undertaker. Um but make it more cinematic, if you will. I'm also maybe thinking of making it almost like a Firefly Funhouse themed kind of Bray Wyatt type of match where we see all the different faces of The Undertaker as well as Mankind within this matchup. And I think it would be some kind of trippy, crazy match. Because I don't know why, but that Boiler Room match, although I don't remember it being, like, great, 
I still remember it to this day. And for some reason, that mankind with the brown getup and everything was just so badass to me. And if that was now in 2020 and it was kind of like a Bray Wyatt-esque kind of character, I think it would work so much better. Um, And yeah, so I'm thinking of kind of like a cinematic three faces of fear uh, kind of thing where, you know, it's going to be mankind facing the old school Undertaker and then it randomly gets into an altered universe, if you will. And then it's like Cactus Jack facing the Phenom. And I don't know. I'm just kind of in this trippy stance of it being like a three Make faces. Of, sorry? Mick and Mark. McFoley and Mark Calloway. McFoley. Well, honestly, I'm I'm more I'm more putting towards Both of the McFoley and Mark Calloway. Oh no, I get it. But I mean the characters. I don't think they would be themselves at one point. Well, I mean you could do that though, right? Uh, but for some reason, I'm like in the three faces of fear as like the tagline. Since WWE likes to put a tagline on everything now, be like, this would be at Extreme Rules, and this match would be called the Three Faces of Fear, and it would be uh, basically, and they're both cryptic characters, right? Well, at least Mankind was back in the day, um, and I just I don't know. I feel like that would be a pretty awesome cinematic match to do, and for some reason, a lot of it would be instead of the fun house where some of the Bray Wyatt Cena match took place, a lot of it would be like in the boiler room and then in the graveyard and then kind of just trippy all over the place in little iconic areas where these two have wrestled in and kind of cemented their legacy around. So yeah, I would, uh, and it would ultimately end in, I guess we can't go to the ring, but a hell in a cell would have to be somewhere along those lines, because uh, Mick is falling again through the cell. Jeez. Poor guy. Yeah. 60, yep. yeah. 60 some odd years old, and he's got to fall again. Yep. It's a, it's a, it's a cinematic match, so for all we know, they cut it like a bunch of times, and he never actually fell, Okay. All right, fair enough. Frankly, in a cinematic match, you could have a stuntman take the final bump there. That's, That's true. That too, but I think there's no one that isn't mankind. He has a very odd shape. <laughs> uh, you can do a lot with, with makeups and stuff. So uh, it was called the King of the Road match. And who was it? It was um, trying to get back to it today. It was um, uncensored uh, 1995. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and um, do gotta get back to it again because I have just moved again. And, um, Blacktop Bully. Oh, okay. But yeah, it. Uh, Fair enough. Blacktop Bully, it is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were both him. fired during the match because uh, WCW thought it was a. They were blading and they were told not to blade, and so it was too brutal for what they were. Oh, okay. But you put him on a 18-wheeler going down the road minimum 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And at points he had, it looked like it was going way faster. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it was also filmed uh, in advance because it was a cinematic match. So, yeah. uh... Good job. Good job. Yeah. So, hey, but you're fired. Anyways, Anyways. what would be your ultimate cinematic match? DNA? All right. I am so pumped about this. 
the the year is 1998. The wrestler is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wants a shot at McMahon. He's pissed. And every McMahon, I don't know, the the every guy McMahon has ever taken and said this is this is my guy. So we're going to go all the way back to Bruno San Martino all the way to I guess right now you say Roman Reigns. All those guys are in the Stone Cold Bar Crawl Gauntlet match. Oh. And he goes to goes to each individual bar and he has a bar fight with that particular wrestler, but he has to drink like <coughs> one pint of beer while he's there. <coughs> and he can Stone Cold drink it. He can, you know, just pour it over his face basically but and in the final bar which is like i don't know somewhere in stanford connecticut he's a little bit drunk and vince beats him in the bar crawl gauntlet match i don't know why vince has to win but you have you have stone cold against bruno san martino you have stone cold against um bob backland was for a while you have stone cold against Really, Andre, I think, was kind of Vince's guy at one point. Then you have him against Hogan. Then you have him against uh, Brett, I would say, was there. Uh, You have him against Nash. You have him against HBK. You have him against The Rock. You have him against um, Triple H, at one point, was kind of Vince's guy. Uh, You have him against uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. You have him against... uh, uh, I guess CM Punk kind of has to fall in that category, doesn't he? I mean, he's not Vince's guy, but kind of carried the company at one point. Uh, John Cena, you have him against... Uh, oh, I, I think finally you get to, to Roman Reigns. Maybe Big Show's in there, but just sequence through the guy for Vince. Goes from bar to bar to bar and has a bar fight. I feel like that might be way too much Austin, though. I feel like I would kind of get sick of Austin after he faced, like, let's say, Hogan. And well, I feel I here's wanna... the deal. If, if you don't do it by their di- – if you don't do it by by chronological order, you have it by what people would perceive as the difficulty. He can hit Stone – or he can hit Hogan with a stunner and, like, <laughs> Hogan's never seen it before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and just the nature of calling it a bar crawl – means you could have the match actually spread out over the course of the entire night. Yeah. You know, because he's so, got to travel to the next he's bar. He's the next bar. True. So so it wouldn't be one necessarily one long match. It could be... Yeah, it's a gauntlet match, so he has to get through all of them to get to Vince. Shane would actually be... could be one of the guys that he goes up against. You can pick any number of people, but it allows you to have Stone Cold's bar crawl, you know, and, and Vince goes, ah, that, that'd be a great idea. In fact... And then makes it a match. And you can have it cinematic. It's not hard to do. You just find a couple bars that you can destroy and pay for all their stuff. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I think it would be a lot of fun. And because it's cinematic, he doesn't actually have to get drunk. He just has to look drunk. I think he'd much rather prefer getting drunk. I understand, but you also want him to not injure himself hammered and trying to, you know, hit the forearm off the bar. (laughs) jumping off the bar at somebody with his forearm. What? He did that on occasion. Yeah, he, he could walk into a bar and be like, what? This isn't the bar? What? What do you mean? Rock's not here? What? 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 <laughs> what? All right, yeah. Smart. What's yours? A lot of fun. 
Uh, I hadn't actually thought thought what mine necessarily would be. Um, well, my my challenge is for you guys, and I don't need to do my own. Um, I you know I think I think ideally you know because I said blank slate, uh, this could be something uh, that would be really fun to do with a um, uh, time traveling multi. Uh, uh, multi-character um, Sting versus the current multi-character Matt Hardy in a in a character versus character sort of match. So we could get Willow versus the icon. Well, Willow versus the icon happened, but uh, we could get Willow versus Crow Sting. Yeah, well, and I was thinking more Matt Hardy. Oh, you're talking Matt Hardy. Sorry, yeah. not Jeff. But I mean, technically, you could include Jeff in it as well. Uh but but yeah i mean i just i just think having it be you know getting surfer sting versus uh uh the original matt hardy uh getting getting trans transition long-haired uh long dark hair but still surfer sting um versus uh team extreme matt hardy you know uh and then going up and and having like crow sting versus version 1.0 version 1.0 or, or even versus broken crow sting versus yeah. broken would be a ton of fun so yeah. good time so i think that then you could have him do the delete thing and the bat disappears from his hand yep delete uh what what <laughs> that'd be kind of cool delete delete and you know just by its uh its nature it would have to be cinematic because you'd be having them change not just sure. costumes but hair you know, and makeup and everything through the course of it. Uh, you know, you could have. I'm trying to think of of which version: Mattitude versus uh, uh, Wolfpack Sting. <laughs> That'd be fun. I mean, of course, I had to do Sting. You know, it's, it's me you're talking about, and I'm talking Ultimate Anything. It's going to be Sting. I mean, if we were just saying Ultimate Match, I'd love to see Sting versus Kenny Omega, but there's no reason that has to be cinematic. But I mean, aside from the it's fact that age, age, you know, um, spinal stenosis. But but in terms of of uh, cinematic matches, I think the idea that both Sting and Matt Hardy have had so many different versions of their characters over the years and yeah the early surfer stings didn't have a whole lot of um variation on on how he acted so much uh but when he when he got up to transition sting and then crow sting and then going through i mean joker sting versus uh oh my god versus money matt hardy which one's joker sting uh, he was in TNA and he, he looked like the, the Joker. It was shortly after to Icon. Um, I can't remember where it was, but it was uh, it was in TNA, but it was shortly after the Dark Knight uh, Returns, came out. the second one, Dark Knight. Yeah. No. no, Dark Knight Rises. No, uh, Rises. No, Rises was the third one. I think it's just the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah. Dark Knight Returns is the comic book. There we go. Oh, it's it's late and my brain's working overtime. So, um, but it was after that, after Heath Ledger's The Joker, uh, Sting right. must have been pretty inspired by the movie, and so he uh, brought into TNA a version of the makeup that was very very much a uh, rip off of the Joker. And he makeup. had a laugh, and it was mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't good. It 
It wasn't absolutely horrible, but it also wasn't good. Stingler. I I've seen a lot worse. In fact, we see a lot worse on the uh, daily on TV right now. So. Have you seen worse Sting? Well, I mean, even even Sting at his worst is worst is still better than most Stings or most other wrestlers, I should say. <laughs> say uh, most Stings, man. I think the police might have something to say about that. Anyways. Every little thing she does is magic. Sorry. Just in case people didn't get the <laughs> reference there for Sting and the Police. <laughs> What's that? Well I said, I just got it now, and I'm like, oh, look at him go, Sting the Police. Uh, uh, that's, that's a very JLB joke right there. That's that's that, that's as cheesy as... <laughs> that belonged in your wheelhouse, and you're not old enough to take it. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But that's probably, I mean, what I would do because I think there could be a lot of fun with that. And and kind of like the bar hopping, it could be one of those things that occurs over the course of a period rather than all up at once, you know. And frankly, you know, you wouldn't have to uh, have really much actual match because this really would just be a showcase of characters, really. You know, um, kind of like when, when the different personas of Matt Hardy appeared in the stadium stampede match. They didn't really do much. They did like one or two things and then they disappeared and then a different persona showed up. So, but yeah. it needed to be a cinematic match because of the, uh, anyway. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Anyways. So we will move on to the next challenge. Who wants to go next? Uh, mine, mine's I'll, I'll give a clue. Mine's about evolve. So, um, JLB, you want to go first, or you want me to go do mine? Because it's uh, gonna take some looking up. Oh Jesus! It's take some okay. roster looks. Oh boy. Um, like evolve, like the company. Yes. Yes, the company that just recently got bought bought out by, by WWE. Okay, that's so. like legit. I thought that was still rumored. Okay. Oh, nope, they legit. announced it officially the other day. Uh, They're now the second developmental territory. Sure, I'll go with it. <laughs> um okay so yeah no let's do yours i will still want time to think okay so you're gonna need some wwe rosters here you don't necessarily need the evolve roster because it is a developmental territory however we're going to be um making the evolve main card so the televised card by taking uh i i really think I really think four from each product line is probably the best way to have 12 over there. Um, that way you can kind of have a tag team and kind of have this and stuff. So um, four wrestlers from each product that WWE has. So you're going to take uh, four from Raw, four from SmackDown, four from NXT, and put them on Evolve to um, kind of lead that team into a probably very minor television contract maybe even just a youtube tv type contract or a network only type show okay it's a four of each four from each product line meaning if you take the new day you get one more oh snap so four individual wrestlers tag yes. teams don't count together they count yeah, because you're not going to take a whole roster. You're not going to be like, ooh, I want three tag teams from NXT because that would be really good. No, that doesn't work. Remember, you have to bring some women too. So, 
Okay. I'm I'm glad you didn't say uh, work with the Evolve roster because I'm looking at the Evolve roster. You don't know and, any of them. And, I tried. Uh, I looked at it already. Is, just to make sure. Tozawa is there. Mm-hmm. was on NXT. Yeah, but he was there at one point. No. Oh, I mean, a lot of it's it's been effectively a developmental league for. It's where Cameron Grimes came from. Yeah, for a long time, but they weren't officially now since they're owned by WWE and effectively closed down apparently. Um, but like, I mean, I, I look at it. I've heard of Anthony Green, but I've never seen any of his matches. So yeah. Um, yeah, not, and and if you want on, I don't want you to like completely scapegoat um, NXT uh, UK. But if like if you decide that Valter's one you want, then that'll be one of your NXT guys. I I mean, I've heard of Eddie Kingston. I've heard of um, uh, Chris Dickinson. Um, we've all heard of Matt Seidel, who wrestles in Evolve as Evan Bourne again. So, born, comma, again. Although it would be fun if he wrestled under the name Evan Born Again. Anyway, um, I've heard of Leon Ruff, uh, but man, they've only got four female wrestlers on their roster, according to. So, so we will go in the spirit of this: four wrestlers from each group. Um, I thought I was kind of making this easy. I don't know. I mean, it may or may not be easy, but. Um, I would say for my first, I almost feel like I have to have a spreadsheet and some paper in front of me or something. Um, For my first choice from Raw, I am choosing a wrestler that um, really never should have been called up to the main roster in the first place because they don't know how to fucking use her. Uh, But a place like Evolve would be perfect for her. Um, and since she's still technically under contract, they can do this, even though reports have it once her contract's up. She's heading back to China, uh, to Japan, I should say. Um, or maybe China, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know exactly where she's headed. She's from Japan. She's Zane? But Kairi Zane. She would yeah. be my first choice. Um, still on the roster, that counts. She still technically counts. I get by on a technicality, because she's still on the roster. So, uh, Kairi Zane, number one. Uh, Raw roster. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, number two from Raw Ricochet. Nice. Uh, number three from Raw Cedric Alexander, because that gives them a tag team that they can also use as independent, right? And they've been grossly underused on Raw in the first place. So um, having them go to some place that they can be used wow. again. So that was technically on the Raw roster. Yeah. Technically, is he he officially moved into that when they started the um, ninja gang gimmick? Somebody's <sighs> scared of Randy Orton, which makes you hate, which absolutely makes you hate that cinematic match even more. Yeah, that's where they introduced it. And so, um, I feel like you need to take a big man as well from this from Raw. Uh, and so I think to give it, to give it some power and all that stuff, I think we've talked before about them not using him properly. And I think they've been using him better recently, 
But I think a Bobby Lashley going and getting a fresh start on an Evolve show. Wow. Don't you dare bring Bobby Lashley anywhere near Jay or near Cedric. I swear to God. Or Akira Tozawa. (laughs) I really thought you were going with Joe or Titus O'Neil or or any but Bobby. Shelton Benjamin, who we haven't seen in months. I got to be honest. I thought about Shelton Benjamin. He wrestled last week. Did he? On Raw. Three weeks ago. It was a surprise something. MVP? It was... The whole MVP situation? It was involved in the MVP on Raw. It might have been two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two, three weeks ago. But anyways, um, I I thought about... um, um, The only reason I didn't go uh, Shelton Benjamin was because I'd already made up my mind on Ricochet and uh, Cedric Alexander. And he's a little too close to that same mold, even though he's more of a grappler, more of a traditional wrestler. Um, he's kind of the undersized. And I thought I needed a big guy. And like, I again, Bobby Lashley's been being used a lot better recently. This whole MVP angle is, is great for him right now. Um, but... WWE doesn't have a good history of treating him properly. And that's why I think moving to an Evolve where he can kind of have a fresh start could be good. So that's my four there. One girl uh, and two and three guys. Um, so we will move to SmackDown. And number one from SmackDown, I'm going to follow kind of the same um, stepping stones here. Uh Number one from SmackDown, I am going to take Sonya Deville. Oh, okay. And because uh, I think Sonya Deville is legitimately a star in the making. Uh, and unfortunately, she's still kind of stuck in this Mandy Rose storyline, even though uh, half of that storyline fucked off over to Raw. Um, she's still tied up in that. Um, so Sonya Deville for my number one there. Um,. Chad Gable, because they don't know how to use him on the main roster, so get him to some place where he can be the beast that he really is. Um... <laughs> Looking through the rest, I think... Oh, I like the storyline they're doing with Drew Gulak, so I don't want to move him, but he would be a great move. I'm going to go ahead and go Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak for number three and then number four to give them another big guy. He's inactive right now, so he wouldn't show up for a while, but uh, I think WWE botched his main roster so quickly. Uh, I think he deserve, He needs a little bit more development. Lars I feel Sullivan. like this is large. Yep. <laughs> I feel like this is large. Yes. Um... I think, and Lawrence versus Bobby could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that makes a really good uh, one there. So now we move on to NXT. And uh, NXT might actually be one where I I steal actually two girls from NXT. Okay. Um, I'm just narrowing down what two girls specifically. Um I'm going to throw a side note at you. You also have to place the four major championships. That's tags, fine. Tags on women and tags on men and primary right. cha- and individual championships. You don't need a second a mid-card championship. That's fine. So, uh, Zia Lee. Good choice. 
she's she's legitimately a star and she's getting overshadowed a bit in NXT. I don't um, disagree. Because they've got Io Shirai and uh, Mia Yim and Tegan Knox and Rio Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, you know, is making her reappearance this week, things like that. So, Xia Li and Candice LeRae. Not that I have for you, it does. Not that I have any problem. I, I, I like the dark Candice that we're getting right now. Uh, and and dark Johnny Gargano cracks me up to be perfectly honest, (laughs) but I I think she also kind of like Xia Li gets lost in the shuffle in NXT a bit. Uh, and you know, for a long time, she was just the, the whatever pint-sized pixie character, and that just kind of. So I think having her go over there uh, would be great. And so then we come to the guys, and I think I think Oni Lorkin is my first guy because he's awesome. Uh, I love Oni Lorkin. Is he Danny Birch with him? I'm debating on it, but I'm also debating on on someone, dude. yeah, someone else uh, to go over. Someone that maybe in NXT again. NXT is one of those things where there's a lot of people who can kind of get lost in the shuffle, while other names are are being big dogs. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, just as long as you don't bring like a hardcore, like amateur wrestler like that along with it, because that match at Great American Bash uh, got kind of was cool at first, but it stretched way too long and then got kind of boring, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm this is gonna be kind of off the off the wild, off the cuff, a little bit off the chain. Kona Reeves, really. I thought you were going to go big dude, so I thought it was going to be Bronson Reed or Damian Priest. I really did. Uh, I, I I was really thinking Dominic Dijakovic. I was really thinking. I'm also surprised Dominic. that you didn't bring, I don't know, Candace's husband with him, with her. Yeah, I was limited to four, and and I uh, if I if I had a fifth option, I probably would have gone. Um, but I, I had four, and so um, I also debated on Drake Maverick to give him a shot in kind of an upstart and, and all that sort of thing. But, um, but I think Kona Reeves has, has a lot of charisma. He's got good in ring work, but he just kind of, like I was saying before, gets lost in the shuffle in NXT. Cause there's so much talent in NXT. Like you pull up the, the Wikipedia page and you scroll down to the male wrestlers, NXT roster and you, you get kind of overwhelmed. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, Dexter Loomis, Dominic Dijakovic, Drake Maverick, Fandango, Finn Balor, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, Killian Danes, Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, <laughs> Pete Dunne, Roderick Strong. And you're like, where? where is he? They only have two hours a week. Where is he supposed to fit in? And um, I, I really kind of like his his whole hotshot character. Um, so I think that's where I would go. In terms of championships, so... Do you uh, have them written down? Because I wrote them down for you. I, I don't have them all written down, but I think I remember them well enough uh, to, knew, to do. Um, I think uh, it'd be hard not to put the men's heavyweight on 
Bobby Lashley to start off with because okay. he's probably legitimately the biggest name of the four that I brought over. Um, and he's a he's a big guy, and you can have him be the heel. So then you can have the the uh, face Ricochet or Cedric Alexander or you know any one of those Lars Sullivan or Lars Sullivan that. going after after it. So that makes a lot of sense there. Uh, for tag, um, I think that is a place where we can because they're not brand specific anymore. But you can take an Oni Lorcan. And you can team him up with, you know... Tell me you're going with who I think you're going with. I have it marked on my piece of paper. <laughs> um, So much pressure. Well, geez, now now I'm stuck here thinking, well, who does he think I'm going with? Cause... Well, I'll read, I'll read through your list again. You have, for men, you have Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, of course, Lashley, um, Gable, Gulak, uh, Sullivan, and Connor Reeves that aren't so, only Lorcan. So I think only Lorcan, I think you're probably thinking I'm going to tag him with Gable. I chose Drew Gulak. Gulak would have been my second thought there. <laughs> um, either one of those would be phenomenal. I like the idea of um, Gable and Oni Lorcan. Oni Lorcan being more the, the catch-as-catch-can wrestler style and then uh, Gable being the I'm going to suplex the crap out of you wrestling style uh, could be a fun tag team, uh, especially since Chad Gable is legitimately smaller than most other wrestlers and uh, Oni Lorcan's a tall MFR, you know? Yeah. So so having that kind of fun to play off with. So that's men's tags for women. Um, I'm curious if you make the women's champ. I think I know that one too. But that's tough because you got a lot of them that are really good there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you that's have five women that you brought over just so, you, so mm-hmm. I can remind you: yeah. Kyrie, Sonia, Xylee, uh, Candice LeRae. Uh, I'm sorry, you have four women that you brought over. Yes, one okay. one from Raw, one from SmackDown, two from NXT. Yes, and and in fairness, um, I'm kicking myself right now because I kind of forgot about NXT UK and Tony Storm would definitely have been on my list with what I was thinking there. Too. But um, but in terms of women for women's champion, uh, I you know I think you start off with that with like a tournament or a battle royal sort of elimination battle royal sort of a thing. Sure to crown the first one and that gives you gives you a way to to put it on the up and comer under underdog sort of character with like Isaiah Lee winning okay. it to start uh I was I, wrong on my prediction I think Candace LeRae is the one that eventually becomes it uh okay that's who I thought you were gonna say but but I I, I just really think Isaiah Lee is a potential star and she needs a chance to show it off there and when then, she broke Aaliyah's face, it was fantastic. Yes, it was. Um, and so then having a women's tag uh, team, I mean, that leaves us three women right now. Um, well, Zaya so, could tag with one of them. Yeah, technically. If you want to do the Asian connection or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but I'm thinking instead uh, we go with um, Sonya Deville and... Uh, 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 totally blanking on Kyrie as the tag. Really, I think I think that 
Oh, I think Sonya Deville as the beast controlled by evil Candace is beautiful, but I like what you went where you're going. Yeah. I mean, that gives you two completely different styles in the same tag team. Yep. And that's if you look in my history of wrestling fandom, I've usually liked the tag teams that can kind of marry opposite styles, you know, and, and be a the one with a with a technician or whatever yeah something like that and so this way you have Kyrie saying who can do crazy things off the top rope and uh sonia deville who can just pound people ground and pound so but i think that's what i would do also didn't realize bobby Roode got fired did he get fired he's not listed on a roster um i thought i thought i saw him on the raw roster Oh, maybe I didn't go back to Raw. Not on the Raw. Almost not on the SmackDown one. Um, he's he's under R for Robert. He's on Raw though. He's on Raw under B. But he's he's not under B for Bobby. He's under R for Robert on Raw. Gotcha. That's why I missed him. Okay. Cool. I like it. Um, I don't know if I'd have picked Lashley, but I like it. Cool roster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you pulled enough people that are kind of mid cardy that would still make people want to go watch. Like Gulak versus Ricochet is a great match. That was yeah. kind of a lot of my thought process was was if if we're talking about putting together a roster to go to Evolve and introduce people to the Evolve, uh, we need to have some name recognition, but the other side of the coin is no one is going to uh, uh, tune in if we put Roman Reigns on Evolve. You know, yeah. we we can't just go... to see how it would work out. They might just tune in for one night. <laughs> we we have to have to temper their expectations a bit because this is still a air quotes developmental league. You know, sure. and so uh, to throw the hugest names at it would just overshadow everyone in it, you know? Because like I say, I mean, the the roster that, that Evolve currently has is a lot of people I don't necessarily know, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Like Leon Ruff, I've seen some highlights of, and he's phenomenal. Uh, he's kind of, he reminds me a lot of, um, uh, uh, oh, and I'm totally blanking on his name. My man, Bobby Lashley. Uh <laughs> God, I'm just. Uh, you're, uh, yeah, I. Uh... My my brain is not working tonight for this. Uh, Le- <laughs> yes! Leo Rush. There Leon it is. Thank Ruff you. reminds me of Leo Rush a lot. Um, and and Leo Rush uh, was grossly underused by WWE. He is so fast. His in ring work was so good. He is he like. He fired from the company again? Yes, he he was one of the people let go at the. Uh, the the culling. He could easily uh, land an ROH impact or AEW. I mean, we very likely will see him. I I he used to be in Ring of Honor and uh I don't think he burned too many bridges there. So I have a feeling that uh if he doesn't show up on an AEW, he'll show up on Ring of Honor. But yeah, so either way he's good essentially. Fair enough. All right. Alrighty. So, JLB, you're up. So I like your raw picks. Um, I would just change Lashley for Ziggler. I love that move, by the uh, way. Yeah, because honestly, I'm sick and tired of how they're treating Ziggler. Uh, I think he's a much better talent than they're using him 
how he is now. Obviously, he's been champion there, but whatever. Bring him to Evolve, and I think he has the mouth work for it too. He'd be good. So that'd be perfect. SmackDown. Um, wait, who was your woman that you chose on Raw? Carrie Zane? I like Carrie that. Zane. Fine, we're keeping that. Wow, you guys both left Ruby. <laughs> yeah, fly. Ruby was Ruby was a tough one. I really, you know, like I say, it's it's one of those if you'd have said and six. I feel Ruby. like WWE also ruined Ruby for me now. Like, I don't remember her being a good wrestler anymore, and I'm just done with her. Well, it's it's another one of those she never should have been called up to the main roster. Her mm. in NXT was phenomenal. And, and, and Can in, you imagine her versus, like, Rhea Ripley? Yeah. Or, in, or as a team? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> just, just speaking of Ruby Wright, did you watch Raw last night? Did you see I her did hair not. extensions come out halfway through the match? That's awesome. Uh she she really shouldn't have grown her hair out and put the extensions in. She looks so much better with the short shaved head style. I guess the only thing is uh, Ruby Riot versus Rhea Ripley, both of them with basically the same hairstyle. Uh, yeah. Anyways, keep going. That's it. So SmackDown. For some reason, I'm blanking out on who's SmackDown. I don't know, man. I feel like it wouldn't even be a developmental anymore, but I want Matt Riddle over and Evolve. I know Matt Riddle's doing good at, uh, at SmackDown there, but whatever. Screw SmackDown and Bruce Richard. Bring him to Evolve. Um, also, Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm bringing him along with Cesaro, and I feel like they can do a... They'll do at least a decent tag team. We're only four, though, right? So I was thinking of maybe bringing the bar because I feel like they could use. Never mind. No, Shinsuke and Cesaro, bring them up over there. They're two phenomenal single talents, and I feel like Cesaro would spike up more than he's being used. Well, even Shinsuke would spike up more than he's being used than on SmackDown. So those two being good there, and uh, you know what? Give me. Although Bailey's doing pretty good on. No, no, never mind. Yeah. Although Bailey's doing pretty good on SmackDown, I feel like bringing her to Evolve in kind of a dev- developmental role would she be... Strips Bailey of the SmackDown Championship to move her to Evolve. Yes, so that Sasha Banks could get the SmackDown Championship. Right? <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, no, honestly, because I was really impressed with Bailey's SmackDown performance uh, last uh, Friday, and... Uh, I think she's finally got into her heel character really well. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of just done with Bailey. Like, it's kind of too little too late, so to speak. But whatever, bring her to Evolve because I want to see that old Bailey come back. We're kind of now seeing it with her heel character, but not nearly as uh, great as when she was in NXT. So give me Bailey there. NXT wise. Honestly, I'm taking Velveteen because they're not doing anything with him anyways. He's still technically contracted. Wait, did I finish my SmackDown? Yes, yes, I did. Right? I had Shinsuke. Yeah, okay. So NXT was uh, give me Velveteen. Give me Gargano. Um, give, me, give me Keith Lee. Holy crap. Yeah, you know what? Like I, then again, he's gonna win the championship, perhaps. You just cut yourself down to three women. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Holy crap, too. Oh, um, I don't know <laughs> enough of the woman in NXT is my issue, though. I'll give you a rundown. Ready? Okay. Okay, we're gonna go. Uh, we've oh, got, what? Give me Rhea. 
Rhea Ripley. Wow. Hey, Rhea and because um, Rhea's kind of wait. I didn't pick a SmackDown woman, huh? You picked Bailey. Oh yeah. Fair enough. She counts as a SmackDown woman. Uh, yeah, sort of. <laughs> She's the SmackDown Women's Champ. <laughs> she kind of counts. Kind sort of. Counts. Just a little bit. Sort of. So wait, I would have Rhea. So then that means I would have Rhea, Bailey, and Kari. Yes. You could do something with that. I'm just telling that. you, you only have three. Okay. So yeah, give me Rhea. But also. By the way, I wasn't totally impressed with Tegan's performance on Great American Bash as you guys were. You I, suck. I, I'm, I'm muting you right now. <laughs> He's got to finish, man. He's already doing the uhs. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, so so who did I say? I said Gargano. Gargano, I, Lee, Velveteen Dream, Rhea. Velveteen Dream, Rhea. Okay, so that's my four. Okay, that's so, fine. Three women. Okay, so and, obviously all three of your women are going to have a title. Unless you have a uh, two belts. Oh, we giving two belts to Rhea Ripley. That's what we doing. Rhea's going to be the champ and a tag champ. And who's her tag partner? Her tag partner is going to be... You know what? Put Bailey with her. I'm curious to see how that would work. <laughs> very different. Vicious. They're very different, but I feel like Bailey's now getting good in terms of you know maneuvering herself more while in the ring as a heel but do they become heel or face because i feel like i really like bailey as a heel now but i feel like kari wouldn't work either way i don't know her heel work at all and i feel like she doesn't do much as a face uh maybe make them heal see what happens because i think bailey could kind of carry that she's been doing pretty decent now on smackdown to do that so and they have very different styles so i'm curious to see how that would work out and um as your champion bro you're not gonna like what i'm about to oh tell you oh my god no but uh yeah. i think matt riddle as your champion would be fun uh. i also think you would see a lot of amazing matches matt basically you're gonna see a lot of nxt matches that already happened but you're gonna see you know, Matt Riddle versus Gargano. You're going to see Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee. You're going to see some pretty spectacular Matt Riddle versus Shinsuke, which I feel like might have happened, but I don't think there were. No, they weren't even in NXT at the same time, and I don't think he ever came back. Um, I'm almost disappointed I didn't pick Finn Balor. Um, maybe switch Keith Lee for Finn Balor NXT-wise, but then I don't really have any big men is my issue. <laughs> You don't have to make it confusing. You just have to choose a tag team. No, this is true. Um, tag team wise, the way it sounded, you were going with Shinsuke and Cesaro, which surprises me. You didn't do Ricochet and Cedric, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of disappointed. Well, I picked no. Why? I could still technically. You, you, you're telling me what what's going to be my pick. I picked both of them. I know. I I, I said you made it sound like your idea. I am stealing your idea and giving it to Ricochet and Cedric. I'm also surprised you didn't go with Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee on the team, which would be really fun to watch. But have they ever okay. What? Have they been attacked him? No. No. That would be, that'd be interesting. Really... Cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, bro. As you're I don't think I'm disappointed in either of those raw either of those rosters. I like the idea of Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Sullivan or Kevin Sullivan. 
crime yeah. that, that oh would be God. a heck of a match <laughs> uh, Bobby Lashley versus Lars Sullivan I really like the idea for for the first title you know bouts and whatnot with you know throwing in ricochet on occasion and and then bringing in new guys and whatnot I really like the idea of a Ziggler Matt Riddle feud really like that idea and yeah. I don't like Matt Riddle and I like that idea um, or Ziggler Gargano or Ziggler Velveteen Dream or Ziggler Shinsuke because damn and Ziggler was is so awesome WWE is just killing oh my gosh yeah tons you can do there so I I like uh, all those those setups I like the idea of Rhea and Bailey tagging, but then not tagging, then tagging again. I don't know what you were doing there. Um, yeah, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um. All right, so it's my turn. Fantasy Warfare time. So, um... If you had, so I would like you to do, so I, I guess along with the Evolve theory, but in terms of, but not necessarily create your own entire thing. However, if you were going to take those brands, but only for tag teams, but the trick is you have to choose a tag team uh, to partner up with each other from the different brands. So one guy from Raw. But you are drunk, aren't you? Why? That's kind of creepy. I have no clue what you're saying right now. Okay. So, and I was about to explain before you rudely interrupted okay. me. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Don't you know. Um, Don't so, so, for example, you take... So now I'm going to cut in here because I want to rudely interrupt too. Good job, buddy. Good cut. Thank Good cut. you. Okay. <laughs> go, go on. So you're going to take one guy from Raw and one guy from SmackDown. That's going to be your tag team that you're going to bring over to Evolve with your duo that you've already done. Keep in mind, you have to remember which Evolve people you already brought over. So to make this kind of more simple, one Raw, one Smack... So you have to bring three teams. One Raw, one SmackDown. That's your go-to where you have to pick one guy for one guy. One WWE, one AEW. So one guy from WWE and one guy from AEW. And one guy from NXT and one guy from Impact. Okay, so we're creating three tag teams out of nowhere... And we're just mixing, matching people. Essentially, but making it work to your brand that you have it involved. See how I'm linking them? Yeah. See that? Okay. <laughs> you want me to go first here, Smarks, or you want it? Um, yeah, I'm going to let you go first, because I'm still not 100% sure I know what the fuck he is asking us to do. Like I said, I think he's drunk. It's okay. Um, but no, you but... Might, you might start patrolling. Uh, I, then again, I probably can't technically do that because you didn't pick anybody, right? That's okay. I'm all right. I'll use I'll use your product line. Okay, fair enough. So my Raw and SmackDown mix. Um, now I can't use the people that you've already taken over. Right. Okay, so I had to take additional people. Um, I am going to take. Oh, Shasta Daisies! I do have to look at the rosters again because I'm trying to figure out the Raw guy I want to bring. Um, doo -doo -doo. the link is in the doobly doos shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WDU. <laughs> I love this. I love this podcast team. Anyway, so I'm going to put together a tag team. I am going to bring, I'm going to bring Apollo Crews. Mm, okay, nice. 
And I am going to tag him with hold up weed. Who are you going to tag him with an evolve? Hey. I want to bow leave oh. in evolve. So Bo Dallas is headed to evolve. Is he where's Bo Dallas now? He's still in WWE? Smackdown. He's in Smackdown. He's on Smackdown? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> those two are coming together as one tag team. The second one has to be NXT and AEW, correct? Uh no, it's NXT and Impact technically. You could pick anyone from WWE with AEW. Oh, okay. NXT and Impact. Gotcha. Um Damian Priest and Moose. Ooh. <laughs> what a devastating tag team. That would be so much fun to watch them. Just a brothers of destruction type thing. And then anybody in WWE and anybody from from AEW. AEWs. Okay. We are gonna do oh, I don't want to bring Finn Balor off of NXT though. We are going to take Pete Dunn and tag him with Chris Jericho. Huh. All right. That's interesting. Huh. That's that's a great reaction. Huh. huh. <laughs> I never thought to put those two together. Huh. <laughs> never have I ever thought of that scenario. I think Chris Jericho has served the, the primary purpose in AEW. I love him there still. Don't get me wrong. But I think that if you're going to develop a brand, we've we've already shown that that's the type of guy you want on your roster. And fun fact, he's just recently mentioned that his match with Orange Cassidy, he mentioned that that was the best work he has ever done. So apparently he's done all he can in AEW, so why not bring in Evolve? Well, I mean, we'll yeah. find out if he's just being uh, hyperbolic tomorrow. You know, mm. I mean, sure. he, he is pretty good on hyping himself up a lot, so. What? What? Or maybe I should go to Stone Cold for that since I had that match earlier. What? 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 Okay. Is it my turn now? Yeah, yes, I, I guess. Okay. So I have Basically, to do one. Basically, you're going to throw six extra stars over there. Yeah. <laughs> one from Raw, one from SmackDown for a team, and they can't be the people that I've already chosen. Yep. So. But, I mean, you have to make it realistic, too, right? Don't just randomly choose people. That's the whole idea with your Revolve situation. Oh, you man. You started. <laughs> you're no fun. The only ones that even remotely looked like they were randomly thrown together were Pete Dunn and Jericho for me, but I just think that that I think Pete Dunn's style works really well yeah. with. That's Jericho. why I felt you were being random and you just didn't know who to pick. But then I'm also like, but that could kind of be cool. I so, think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so I am going to, in a weird way, uh, go totally against like what I was saying earlier about. Um, contrasting styles for tag teams because I did not choose Dolph Ziggler for my uh, raw roster before. He is coming over as a tag team. With? From SmackDown? With John Morrison from SmackDown. Oh Oh my gosh! That's fantastic! (laughs) Too bad I was ripped out of being able to use Ziggler. Oh, what a fun (laughs) tag that would be. Well, aren't you a little show off? It's yeah, like you buddy. knew he was gonna be drunk when he asked his question. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Uh huh. Mhm. Mhm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, new tag champs and Mark Smarks version of Evolve. <laughs> Quite possibly. Oh, that would be fun. 
Okay, so and then the next one has to be uh, NXT and Impact, correct? Yeah. So for NXT, I'll tell you what. Let me decide on my Impact. Can these be women? Out of curiosity. Yeah, you could have done whatever you wanted to. Damn it. Your roster badly needed women, and I could have done something there, but okay. So, I'm just trying to decide who I want from Impact, because I think that plays heavily into who I choose from NXT. Well, I think I think uh, NXT is going to have one guy really, really available. I think Ringu is probably going to be jobless. Or yeah. Sarav. I don't know which one's the tall one. but <laughs> Yeah. Whichever one did the league. Um, so here, here's a wrestler you guys might not be super familiar with. He's an impact. His name is Chris Bay. He's kind of an up-and-comer. He's only been there for a sh- relatively short period of time. But uh, he he reminds me a lot of Swerve in many ways. And so you're bringing Swerve at the same time. And, and so I think a Chris Bay and Isaiah Swerve Scott team would be fun to watch. Um I, I I say they they remind me of each other, but it's it's not so much a physical as it's a ring style sort of a thing. I think I think they could be tons of fun. So that's what I would do there. And then AEW and anyone from WWE is the third one, correct? Correct. So this one might technically be the hardest one for me. So I'm trying to figure out what style I want to go with for this one. Matt and Jeff Hardy. Sorry. <laughs> Technically, I could do that. I, I really could. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna, but I could. It's gonna be really lame though, and be like John Moxley and Seth Rollins. You know, like no, I am not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I almost the Roman Seth there, just so you know, is my raw ones. There is my both from WWE. I am just trying. I think that might be the best one to go with. Now I gotta remember it. Um. Now I gotta remember it. <laughs> well, I scrolled past it when I was thinking, no, I better do someone else instead. And there we go. So, um, Mustafa Ali. Oh, nice. Is gonna be teaming with. Uh, this up. makes me giggle. This makes me giggle from the fun that can be had. Joey Janela. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. If I had it to do over again, I would have probably brought in. Instead of uh, Pete Dunn and uh, and Jericho, I probably would have done Chelsea Green and Britt Baker. That uh, would have been that, a lot of fun. That would have been a ton of fun. It also a, a fun team up could have been Bailey and and Britt Baker since they both have the role model gimmick right now. Uh, <laughs> That's true. No, I'm, no, I'm the role model. No, I'm a role model. No, I'm the role model. No, I'm the role model. I got it on my shirt. Are you kidding? I've got it on my car. It's the Rolls Royce. What? <laughs> that instant, you bitch. We're tag partners. You can't call me that. Sure can. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a crazy one. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I ended up with a couple banger tag teams there. Yes, you did. That Morris and Ziggler one. Man, I want to see that happen in real life. <laughs> man, good oh. though. If they bring him back to SmackDown or bring Morrison and Miz up to Raw, and then they make it like a whole little feud. A little faction. Uh, or a faction. The has-beens. The show-off has-beens. The always-are, never-has-beens. Uh, nice. I like. The it-should-have-been-me's. <laughs> the Miz-Higglers. Raven's flock. Oh, wait, no. no. That doesn't work at all. 
Okay. Well, on right. that note, we will move on to our lovely game that we play every week. Ring of Honor, <laughs> AEW, or Impact. Where are you sending them? Yeah. So the whole thing is I'm going to give a list of three currently WWE wrestlers. They need to relocate to one of those three companies. I so location they already did. Yeah, aside from the, the any of that stuff. But in this case, we're talking about actual relocations, not theoretical. Um, and, and I'm kind of changing the rules because it's not three WWE wrestlers. Um, I think I've done something similar to this before, but it's technically six because we are doing wrestling couples. Couples, not tag team turmoil. Okay. Not tag team, but couples. So uh, the three couples that I've chosen for you guys, Charlotte and Andrade, uh, Alistair Black, (laughs) Black and Zelina Vega, and Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Now, the big rule on them is both of them have to go to the same brand, which does make it a little tricky at times because one side might be with those particular Ray. couples. It would have been harder with Gargano and Larray. Yeah, I thought about Gar- I kind of, to be perfectly honest, I kind of thought I'd already done Gargano and Larray at one point. So I was trying to it's make sure I'd done Keith Lee and Mia Yun too, though, as I, well. I, as I may Andrade. have, but <laughs> Seth and Becky. But I knew There's I did Seth options. and Becky one time. So, anyways, but even if I'm repeating, it's still fun. So let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, okay. So name me the Okay. So Charlotte and Andrade, Mia Yam and Keith. Now, I think one of the other reasons that I stayed away from uh, Gargano and Larray is all three of these, aside from hints with Mia Yim and Keith Lee, all three of these are non-kayfabe couple, you know? Um, well, yes, Gargano and, and Larray are married in real life. They also are a couple in kayfabe as well. Gotcha. Uh, whereas all of these are... Well, and, and Mia and Keith hadn't really been a thing on television until they needed a yeah. couple to go up against Gargano and and they did it once and then they really haven't mentioned it since yeah i mean in fact uh for this week mia yim's got a match versus candace larray and gargano has a match versus the person who came to mia yim's rescue last week um isaiah swerve scott for some reason right yeah i didn't get that so because he's afraid of keith maybe but it, it just didn't make any sense that it was swerve back there coming to Mia Yim's house. Anyways, go for it. Let's do this. All right, so Andrade and Charlotte are going to AEW's. I know that's kind of weird. No-brainer. Well, yes and no, because at the same time, they don't necessarily need to. Um, I think Keith Lee... Now, Keith Lee and Mia Yim feel like more like an impact. No disagreements so far. Which would then leave Alistair and... uh, But... Yeah, which I guess Alistair and Zelina would do nice in ROH. I just feel like that's a downgrade for them, is my only issue. And I feel like Alistair deserves a nice little push. But, uh, no, that's how I am. No, no, Zelina and Alistair impact. And Keith and, uh, Miam to ROH. I feel like, uh, I feel like they would, uh, Keith and uh, Miam would still do phenomenal in ROH, no problem. Whereas Alistair 
and Zelina might feel ashamed and downgraded and maybe not quite work as well. So bring him over to Impact because we're not here for a long time, guys. We're here for a good time. Eh? Eh? Eh. Not not your best work. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I because I got a because I got to be different and somebody had to switch it and put Alistair and Zelina on on uh, Impact. You said uh, it wasn't my best. What? You just said it wasn't my best work. It's all right. So I'm no. I was. I, your joke wasn't your best work. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Alistair and Zelina, I am putting on AEW, and here's the why. If you've seen Zelina wrestle. Her style really, really, really could could elevate that women's division. And I know Charlotte has a draw to that women's division, but I think I think seeing I don't think AEW and and Charlotte I, I, for for whatever reason, the more I've thought about it, the number of times we view Charlotte and, and landed her there, I just don't know that it that it meshes, mm. um, and 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 I don't know why. Um, I know that Zelina can do a uh, off the apron Hurricane Rana to uh, Riho or to uh, Britt Baker or to um, any of the, the numerous people and Hikaru Shida. I mean, can you imagine Zelina Vega versus Hikaru Shida? You get mm-hmm. um, a really fun match there. And Zelina's mic skills are unbelievably unbelievably good which you really only have Brit that's super solid in that division with that um, and so I think there's a big gain there I also think there's a big gain from Aleister Black against maybe taking down the Dark Order from the inside which I think is really kind of cool and a very cool potential um, split of a faction of a large faction um, and I like that a lot too. So I, there's something there with with those two characters being able to carry that in that division. Um, that said, um, I I do like Keith Lee and Mia Yim both in Impact. I think that uh, Keith Lee's size just sells that 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 whole roster. Um, I think on top of that, Mia Yim's style fits the women's roster in Impact better than Zelina or Charlotte does. Um, Charlotte's ability to elevate is her name and Andrade's ability to wrestle makes ROH a really good fit for those two. Um, Really good fit for those two. Um, And so Charlotte's name helps a ton in ROH. Um, and what do you even mean day. by that? Her name because she's a flair, or her name because of everything she's done? Because she's known for everything she's done, and because she's a flair. Because okay, that does matter. <laughs> it yeah. would be it's the equivalent of you know, if you wanted to be a douchebag on a podcast, being my son is a benefit, right? Because I'm a douchebag on a podcast. <laughs> not not getting any arguments here. <laughs> yeah that's pretty so, straightforward yeah. so yeah i i that's where i was going um i i think i think the obvious thought school of thought is going to be charlotte to to roh i just don't think um 
or not Taro, to uh, AEW. I just, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, I'm like, she will just rip that division to shreds rather than build it up. And I think she knows in ROH she can't stay the platform of the top, uh, you know, of the of the queen or whatever. Um, and she'll have to enhance that division to make herself better or to maintain relevance. Hmm. I don't know. Something about her doesn't fit in in AEW, and I don't know what it is. But I feel like she would be so good with Britt Baker. Imagine that feud. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, can see that. Like, no, was that sarcasm? No, it's it's, sarcasm. Too too snarky, too snarky, bitchy, fucking. and, and I, again, this I is their character. This is their character life. But this is two snarky, bitchy women who are who consider themselves the top of the pedestal. Um, are, we've we've seen how that plays off. We saw how it played off with Charlotte and, and uh, Bailey. We saw how it played off with Charlotte and and Sasha was a little bit that role uh, uh, in NXT, not in in. WWE, but in NXT, uh, we even saw it a little bit with Rhea uh, and Charlotte, and and Rhea isn't that character at all. But suddenly, we kind of get this snippy. Uh, it, I just don't think I don't think that does work. I think I think you get I think you get Control C, Control V. I feel like you get a better mouthpiece control, in Britt Baker. Whatever, yeah. I feel but, like you get a better piece with Britt Baker though um, when comparing from Bailey or Rhea or whoever I feel like best feud was Becky Charlotte's best feud was Becky and you need somebody who's an ultimate underdog against Charlotte in in those moments and I think that works better in ROH I really do okay to to, kind of point to your argument um Charlotte, when she was NXT champion this year, right, did, in my opinion, more to hurt the NXT women's division than she really did to help it. Yeah. Uh, Because all she did for a month straight was destroy the wrestlers down there. And yeah, it was designed to make it so when uh, she finally lost it... it But she didn't even lose it. But she didn't lose it. They put it into a triple threat. So in the end, you didn't have anyone get that that final victory over Charlotte Flair to prove That's that. Right. I didn't agree. Yeah, NXT is good. That's it. Because it, and I get it. They didn't want to hurt her, but at the same time, you're Charlotte Flair. You can come back from this, no problem. You know what I mean? So, That's the only thing I feel where they messed up yeah. is that. Ending so Charlotte result. Flair goes to AEW, and uh, what would happen? Well, okay, I I have to have both. For faith, I have to have faith that AEW would be smart enough to uh, try to rein her in a bit. But she comes in and she wants to beat everyone in AEW. uh, And then no one looks like a star out of it because she's Charlotte Flair. And so she's got to win. And so she comes in and she immediately beats Hikaru Shida and becomes the champion. And then she beats Britt Baker and then she beats... Penelope Ford and then Chris Statlander comes back and she beats Chris Statlander and that doesn't elevate AEW right Um, to add to that and this is not a knock against Andrade I don't think Andrade adds enough to AEW as either of the other men do in this scenario 
I think. I think Keith Lee adds a ton to wherever he goes, right? Mm. Uh, from charisma standpoint, from a skill standpoint. More like I, of a ton, but either way. Well, I mean, we're, it's whether old. we're talking a metric ton or a, a standard ton, you know? Um, and, and if we're talking a shitload, there's still, uh, you know, international shitload or the, the standard <laughs> shitload. So anyways, um, Alistair Black, I think he's he's another example of one of those characters that shouldn't have been called up from NXT. Yeah. Because in NXT he worked and on the main roster he struggles. And and part of it is they added that stupid creaky sound to his entrance, which makes no effing sense whatsoever. Because um, it's a, a casket. Yeah. Because <laughs> the casket door is opening. He's a dead man, but we already have a dead man, so we're not going to call him a dead man. We're going to call him something else. Just gonna... Creepy vampire guy without being a vampire, because that didn't work when we did it with, uh, with, uh, oh, Gangrel. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, so that's why I think Alistair Black in either, in any place, adds a ton to it, but in AEW, I think he had. So, I, I I don't know whether I would have done Alistair Black and Zelina Vega in AEW or Mia Yim and Keith Lee in AEW, but I do know that Charlotte and Andrade would not have been my choices for AEW. Thank you. Got ganged so, up on by the Americans. How you like that? Yeah, that's right. That's what us <laughs> Americans do. That's pretty much what you Americans do, so yeah. it's just every other day. Early really. America. <laughs> so, who wants to go next? I will, I will. Uh, okay. <laughs> So we're doing factions. Okay. Whole factions. All right. All right. From factions. WWE right now. From Great. WWE. We're going to lose all the factions in WWE. There's only got to be three. Well, we don't necessarily have to do it from right now. All right. Well, oh, okay. Now now we're getting entertaining. All right. Yeah. 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 I'll shut up. I'll, I'll let the Canadian talk. That's what I'm saying. That's all you got to do is zip it. Um, so oh, we are. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are doing nation of domination heart foundation and the ministry christ you want this one first i'll go ahead and go first i was talking to you smarks yeah well same thing i mean what What, whoa we're we're, we're we're gonna say anything i'm i'm tired (laughs) you want to go first or second i'll go ahead and go first um okay you, I, I had a plan. I think up until you said ministry. Yep, that's why I chose ministry. And then, then I'm like, oh, geez, now that changes things. Yes, I would say radicals, but then I thought the radicals was too. Easy if I were to add to ra- the, add the radicals to that, so I said, nope, we're not doing radicals. Let's do the ministry. So, um, so I think, jeez, oh, I think ministry to impact. Ooh, I think that. I think that's yeah, right. I don't blame you there. Ministry to Impact, because Impact does have a nice history, um, even in the recent uh, of supernatural gimmicks working fairly well for them. Um, I think I think Ring of Honor gets because uh, you said it was it was Legion of Nation, Doom, uh, Nation no, of Domination, no. Nation of Domination, and Heart Foundation, Heart Foundation. So Ring of Honor gets Heart Foundation. Oh, uh, pure you're wrestling. Piss off the Canadian dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think just from a pure style, they fit. Technical standpoint, yeah. I get Technical it. standpoint, Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of Honor has a championship called the Pure Wrestling Championship, 
that's right up the Heart Foundation uh, wheelhouse for there. And that puts Nation of Domination and AEW, Ooh. which uh, fills a couple different uh, great things. If there's one non-women's wrestling complaint you can level at AEW, it's that their um, people of color quotient is fairly low when it comes to the men's division. That's very true. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, they have they have Sunny Kiss, and... And they have Sunny Kiss. And... Well, they've, they've got LAX, Santana and have, Ortiz. They have Santana and Ortiz in the tag part there. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you, you scroll through this, and, I mean, technically, Anthony Agogo is signed to them, but, uh, but he hasn't shown on TV yet, um, you know. Uh, um, Scorpio Sky definitely counts as a person of color, yeah, right? Uh, but he's so tied into SCU, although he's probably the one that's going to be the singles guy from SCU. Um, you've got like Michael Nakazawa, uh, and then of course Pentagon Junior and Phoenix, and Sammy Guevara, who's well, you also technically Shigdi Black. Um, yeah, he's not officially on their roster yet. He's been oh. filling in as as part of their stuff, but he's not officially on the roster. Um, but it, you can even count him. But it's still that's still not many when you have this large of a of a roster. roster. Right. Um, it's a pretty white roster. You're right. And so bringing the nation in, uh, I think, would be good. Plus, then that puts D'Lo and. Uh, Young the Rock there in Ada. True, true, and Farouk. And Farouk use that as a theme as and the white. And, and yeah, and uh, 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 was Mark Mark Henry was in the Nation, wasn't he? At one point, I don't believe yeah. so. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah. And Kama, of course, you have Mustafa Kama. Yeah. So you get a lot of great wrestlers with the Nation of Domination, even though their run wasn't all that great. Yeah. I mean, technically, Owen Hart was also in Nation of Domination at one point, but we are going to just leave him with the Hart Foundation and not worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even even people who didn't have, like, huge roles out of of Nation of Domination, I mean, you still have Ahmad Johnson. Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson, excuse me. Uh, was he part of Nation of Domination He was part point? of Nation of Domination at one point. Mm-hmm. Um Savio Vega, of course, was in Nation of Domination, pre-Godfather gimmick. No, no, that's Kama Mustafa. Kama Mustafa. Excuse me, Savio Vega. Yeah, you're right, Kama oh. Mustafa. I, <laughs> what is it about Savio Vega that always gets me thinking, confusing them? Uh, anyway, I don't know. I think he looks like you, sir, are mean. I, I yeah. might be. The Cubans and black guys look just the same. Yeah, I don't know. My brain somehow or another confuses them. <laughs> but anyways... You could say Papa Shango if you wanted, referring to Kama Mustafa as well. Hmm. But anyways, anyways, long story short, it brings some color into AEW. That's my point. I like that idea. I also think AEW is the most equipped to deal with a a, a political storyline right now. So I think that's that's a really good move. Yes. So it's also not what I'm going to do, brother. It's also not what I'm going to do because I don't because I don't want to be the same. You know what I want? I don't want to be the same. That's what I want. Give me what I want. <laughs> Who is Rookie T? What? 
because I'm reading the list of the people that were part of the nation, and there was also a guy named Wolfie D. I don't and, think he had uh, a, him and JC Ice. I don't think either of them had like really long illustrious careers. So I think being a part of the nation was their biggest yeah. kind of moment. Um, okay, so I'm gonna. I I cannot under any uncertain circumstances at all disagree with the idea of the ministry and um, impact. Um, I don't think the ministry works in AEW because the Dark Order exists, and so it would have to be a meshed setup there if you did that, in which case it would be so large it would be the NWO, and that would not be good for that organization. Um, so I'm not putting the ministry in AEW. Um, which means they kind of have to go to impact because it does make more sense there. So good job on that one. Um, I, <laughs> your argument was so good on both fronts on the other two, but I'm going to swap them because different. That's why, <laughs> um, there were some developmental issues that, that members of the nation of domination could have had to where they maybe didn't have to end up being, um, the Godfather and, uh, be, uh, maybe not as insensitive to women. Um, and that development maybe could have helped in ROH. So, uh, I, but I, I also don't want to take the first ever, uh, black champion and regulate him to what I would consider a developmental area, but I'm going to, um, because Ron Simmons, I think, could in that era, Ron Simmons was still enough of an athlete to really carry a brand. Um, and uh, The Rock, it was early Rock, so you're right, that that works. And his mic skills, I think, elevate ROH, and ROH can help there. You know, I, I just think that that's a good brand for that. And who doesn't want to see Bret Hart versus Chris Jericho? Um, or. Bret Hart versus, or Anvil versus Wordlow, um, Bret versus uh, MJF. I mean, Owen versus MJF as heel versus heel. Um, absolutely fantastic, you know? So there's a lot of fun matches you could make out of the Hart Foundation and AEW, but I like Smarks' better. I just <laughs> had to be different. <laughs> Fair. So wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. My bad. Well, uh, Again, the ministry does throw such a wrench at it, um, and they kind of get pigeonholed into a place that can handle very weird gimmicks, and Impact can handle very weird gimmicks. Their fans like weird gimmicks. Smarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Alright, I'm not doing pairs. Um, I'm just taking the four women who didn't win the NXT uh, number one contenders match and telling you to send them out there. So Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae, you guys are up. Okay. Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae. Um, I think from a purely technical standpoint um because that's you know when i think about ring of honor i really do think technical uh goes i think as much as i want to put candace LeRae in aew because i think she's awesome i think she fits better in ring of honor uh a little bit more the technical and edgy style there um the tougher thing is I want to put Dakota Kai in AEW, but then that means putting Mia Yim back in Impact, where 
she technically already was once and I don't want to make her go through that again. So I think I'm going to put Mia Yim in AEW and Dakota Kai into Impact. I think I think it works either way between those two. So I, I'm not I don't dislike it, but it's not my number one choice, I think. But yeah. All right. Well, so you have you have Dakota in AEW is what you said? Uh, nope, Mia Yim, Yim in AEW. Yim in AEW. Yep. Dakota sure. in uh, in Impact and Candice in Ring O Honor. Okay, fair enough. All right. This would work really well with that roster, too. Angelina loves down there. I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had there. That's a very good Sorry. choice. I just don't necessarily care about our wage, so that's why Candice is going to AE Dubs. AE Dubs needs needs women or you know they just kind of need a good storyline omega just you know get something going there but uh you know you could still take your time keep working on a video game i do appreciate you more for that um but kind of so good <laughs> AEWs. um we are gonna bring i feel like mia yim would be good on impact i feel like that's kind of her bag she kind of flows with the women there um and Dakota Kai is pretty technical, though, I feel. Like, she's a pretty decent wrestler to do well in ROH. I've, I mean, I've only seen three of her matches, technically. Three matches by her. So I'm probably not the best person to judge. But from the three matches I've seen, I feel like... Uh, well, ROH doesn't even have that crazy of a women's roster anyways, no? Not really. Um, they They kind of are in the middle of a relaunch of the ring of honor women's they call it women of honor right uh and so that kind They're of kind of a knockouts division light right now from tna's mm. prime and that's you know that's where bringing someone in to uh fill it out and make it something is is kind of important because like right now like like said angelina love mandy leon uh sumi sakai uh, Session Moth Martina is a relatively recent signing for them, and she is awesome. Um, and I'm not as familiar with some of the other ones. Of course, they had Kelly, um, what was her name? Kelly Klein, uh, and recently let her go. Um, and she was kind of their star, and to let her go is kind of a surprise. But, anyways, that's beside the point. Is Velvet still there? I think she is, isn't she? Um, no, because I think she is, um, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, you're not to... remembering correctly because you're using the Google machine. I am. That I'm, I'm double checking <laughs> to make sure that I'm remembering correctly. Um, oh, she's now a manager in Ring of Honor. That's okay. right. Uh, however, um, it, uh, is kind of tough because, you know, one of the people she managed was Kelly Klein. Um, uh, and so it's kind of tough there anyways, but yeah, no, they, their women's division is to be perfectly honest, uh, right now, ring of honors, women's division, uh, makes AEW's women's division look absolutely awesome, you know, in comparison. Mm. So that's why putting, putting someone big like a Candice LeRae, uh, there could be a big deal. Yeah. Could really elevate that side. But so would Dakota Kai. So would Dakota Kai, yeah. You're not taking, in, in any of those, you're not taking a gigantic star. No. I mean, that's the deal. Is that th That's why a Charlotte going to Ring of Honor would make a lot bigger of an impact because it's a big name to bring potentially other big names to Ring of Honor. 
So long as she doesn't have to be the centerpiece of it. Yeah. She can be the centerpiece in developing other people. So. But. Boom. But. but, but boom. 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 But anyways, well, that was a fun game. Again, always is. So that brings us, however, to the end of this show. I do want to give <laughs> one cat ass trophy story. Or cat one ass cat ass trophy? Yes. And I'm going to give it to JLB. Because what in the hell was that challenge? I honestly didn't know what to put. <laughs> so I thought I would link it up with the other one. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I can't be creative uh, all the time. And I am a crew. It's that's it's hilarious <laughs> that you did that. I just was like, what is going on here? So congratulations I, I just have to... on winning the first non-wrestler cat ass trophy. Yeah, you get the cat ass trophy. I was gonna give it to you for control C control V um on uh, Smarks's answer to that. Oh, who would you take? I'd take exactly the same people as <laughs> <laughs> Except for I'd have Ziggler. <laughs> Except Ziggler instead of him. <laughs> hey, hey, you chose great wrestlers. I'd, uh, you know, I can't hate the player. I have to hate the game. I would have chose the exact same ones. <laughs> so that is an homage to you, good sir. You should not be disappointed. You should be, um, uh, damn it. That's why you get the trophy. The yes. cat-ass trophy. Give me what I want. Give me other trophies. <laughs> Including the cat astrophy. Cat astrophy, the most the most sexiest voice on a podcast. Um you know, give me it all. Yep, yep. I went there. Yeah. Please remember that Kenny Omega has a podcast. Kenny Omega has a podcast? Well, yeah. he technically doesn't have his own, but he's on being the elite, so technically it counts. I mean sexier voice than you and he sounds, you know, not all that sexy. Yeah. That's that. That's very mean. I I have plenty of people tell me I have a very sexy voice, and I have a voice for radio. They also I mean, tell me I have. A you voice also for have radio. a face for radio. There we go. You beat me to, to the punch, man. That's that's what I do. You can't insult me because I've heard it all and I have done it all. And this is where we say see you all because this is the end of this podcast. Right, Smarks? It it is. Now, I would have to say as someone who used to listen to Edge and Christian's Pod of Awesomeness that I think Christian beats you on Sexiest Podcast Voice. Um, And and I'm a secure male and saying this, so... Yeah, I might have to agree with that. He does. Uh, he definitely carries a lot of charisma within that voice. He's not. Cap- I also remember Nyla Rose is on in the Dice Box Slam, which is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network, uh, which we're also a part of. Part of. Part of. Holy crap! Um, and the marble mouth is Nyla contagious. Has a sexier voice than you. No, no, I love Nyla Rose to death. She is amazing. She is a phenomenal wrestler, but I have a sexier voice than Nyla Rose, and I am putting my foot down. Nyla oh, jeez, I'm going to have to tweet that out. <laughs> you can make sure to follow me uh, to see that tweet when uh, when I get to it. Uh, at Raw and Order WBU on Twitter. You can also follow DA Fabe at... DA Vincent K. Fabe. And of course, JLB is his voice in podcast radio. No, but it's at JLB for twenty. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio Eight. Anchor.fm slash RTR. You know who it is, Mr. Sexy Voice Superstar, RCMP JLB, and that is it. 
<laughs> also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. There's always going to be some sort of a follow or like or subscribe button that makes sure you get notified when we post a new episode so that you can listen to it. Be one of the first to listen to it there. You also can review us five stars on Apple Podcast. Remember, five stars, just like the number of aneurysms Jim Cornette had while watching Double or Nothing. Five. God, you're still sticking with that one. Good job, bud. I'm loving that one, and I will stick with it. Un- I don't know until I come up with something I love more. Um, Remember, but catastrophes Justin will have after five episodes. Yeah, he, he's gonna get up there. We might have to give him two some episodes. Um, and then uh, if you want to support us, the easiest and cheapest and simplest way, is, of course, just uh, sharing this podcast with your friends whether it's on twitter or instagram or facebook or whatever tiktok um share this podcast talk about it and and let others know about it and that costs you wbu dollars i am down to make a wbu tiktok that would be hilarious (laughs) oh my lord but um, also though people some people like to spend money Yes, and if you are one of those people who likes to spend money, we do have shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order WBU where you can get merch, including our Not A Cop t-shirts, um, our Police Academy shirts, our eventually Cat Ass Trophy shirt, I'm sure. <laughs> um, you, you can go up there and you can can see all of our merchandise and you can buy stuff and, and support us in that way. Um if that's not enough, of course, we also have our Patreon, patreon.com slash raw and order WBU. You can support us there and get all those sweet perks. I talked about them earlier, uh, but one of the best ones in my mind is being able to vote on what classic pay-per-view we review this next month. We've got the poll up right now for this month, and um, there's some great, we're trying to kick these uh, classic pay-per-view reviews off with a bang. So that's a great way to get in there and and help shape this but you also get um commercial free episodes so you don't have to worry about a commercial coming through on it we'll be putting those straight up on there a lot of fun there those are great ways to support us but like i say i understand this is covid19 era not all of us have a bunch of extra money to spend so the number one cheap free way to do it is just share this with your friends uh and even talk about it just talk about it with your friends say hey you like professional wrestling you should listen to this podcast i listen to the more people who listen to it the better and that's the important thing there you can also find our wix site in the pinned tweet in the show notes or in the doobly doos for this episode um also a shirt on shop.spreadshirt.com slash wrong order wbu um So you can find it there. The Wix site gives you all the different places you can listen to the podcast. So if you're looking for a new provider, you can do that. Um, It gives you a way to listen to it right there. So if you're one of those people who's social distancing, working at home, uh, you can just have a little browser tab open and have the podcast playing that way straight from our Wix site. You can read our blog. We're going to be doing predictions for um, the next shows. I don't know if we're going to get one up for for, – uh, fight for extreme the rules or yeah all of those extreme rules just because extreme rules is going to be absolutely wacky and i don't know if we're going to even be able to act actively predict what the i mean we're not even going to know some of the rules to those matches until then so um 
But those are all great ways. And there's even the Wix app. You can interact with us directly through the Wix app. Of course, if you uh, become a Patreon, you can get on our Discord server and interact with us that way. So a lot of ways to support us. But for now, we are going to close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. And we will see you soon. Best shit show ever, man.